Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. All right, listen up, all of you football fans out there. If you think that you know football better than people playing on the field, then you need to be part of FanDuel.com. It's a fantasy football league that you don't have to wait the entire season for and figure out if you win at the end. You can win real big money every week. If you have any doubts, know this. Chris Prince, a postal worker, an avid fantasy football and fantasy sports player, has won over, are you sitting down? $492,000 playing fantasy sports at FanDuel.com. So go check out FanDuel. Do what I do. Go there and pick players that you think will win and put them on your team, and you will conquer the world. I mean, think about that. Half a million dollars playing fantasy football. It's amazing. We have a new special. If you use my exclusive code, Zane, sorry, Dan, FanDuel will match every dollar you deposit up to 200 bucks. That's $200 of free money, and they would like me to tell you that this deal will not last long. So go to FanDuel.com, F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com, and sign up today. But here's how you do it. Go to FanDuel.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, use my code ZANE, and sign up today, and they'll match you dollar for dollar up to 200 smackaroonies. So go to FanDuel.com and stop watching the game and start playing it. That's what you have to do, people. Come on. Don't just yell at your TV. Put your money where your mouth is. FanDuel.com. This thing called Zane. Called Zane. And done. And done. It's happy hour. It's done. <laughs> Fuck done. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Come on, I like that song right no, up until see? that moment. Well, that, that's one of the—it's one of the jingles I'm working on. I, I, you know what? I like these new jingles, even though I'm, I'm the butt of the joke in the, in the jingles. I like them. Oh, uh, didn't you know? Didn't you call me a few weeks ago and tell me that you? I didn't want to be the butt of the, the joke. <laughs> I did call you. I was like, Sorry. I was having my periods. Sorry. I was like, Zane, you hurt my feelings. Yeah, will you stop making fun of me? You stop fucker. making fun of me. Everybody else does. Because it is nice. And uh, <laughs> Fuck done. <laughs> oh, man. Who, gonna, hey, this guy's been sitting here for like a week. JasonHornLiquor.com. Two, two shows in a row. Back again. Yes, oh, that's right. Oh, man, that's awesome. Jason Horn, senior editor, Liquor.com. Jason Horn, senior, comma, editor of, of Liquor.com. Liquor.com. That guy. Uh, he was, claims to be a, uh, well, for, let's say, first of all, Liquor.com is a great site. Great site. For, and I, this, here's why I go there. Two reasons. One. To steal recipes of famous bartenders and claim that they're my own. And it's borrowing. But no, I steal them because I steal, flat, okay. I flat out, I just flat out tell people I came up with it. Oh, all right. And two, yeah, to masturbate to videos of Simon Ford. I was going to say Jacopo yeah. Funny, but yeah, that's uh, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I got you. Mm, yeah. Fine. Hey, coming up on the show today, big show, big big show. In addition to having Jason with us, we've got Scott Campbell, famed tattoo artist to the stars. Scott Campbell. He uh, has a tattoo parlor in Brooklyn called Saved. Very famous. He does all the, you know, Johnny Depp, those guys, yeah. everybody. And he's got a new wine label out called Saved Wines. Uh, we're talking to Scott Campbell. And then a little bit later on in the show, Paul Dolman, author of the book Hitchhiking with Larry David. Hitchhiking with Larry David. Yeah, so this, he came in a while ago. It's a great we have We've yet to play this interview. But he wrote a book about his experience when he was in Martha's Vineyard, hitchhiking. And Larry David came along and said, you know... I, I, I'd never pick up hitchhikers, and something tells me I shouldn't, but you look pretty harmless. He picked up this guy, picked up Paul Dolman, okay. drove him to where he was going, and there's a long story, and he got, kind of talks about the whole thing, whatever, and wrote a book about this. It, it, when you listen to the interview, you'll think that, like, oh, did he pick you up several times? Did you, like, <laughs> did you guys arrange a ride every day or something? And he dropped him off, and I don't know if this is in the interview, you'll have to see, but he said... Um, I said, you know, then what happened? He's like, yeah. So I was like, you know what? We that was fun. We should do lunch. And Larry goes, nah. <laughs> and he milked this for an entire book. A book. A wow. Book. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Larry David? Uh, did he write the forward or did he? Did he? Well, he's got a, he's got a blurb on the cover that says, "If I'd only known, I would have been wittier." Yeah. Larry David. Yeah. But can you imagine just these? Because we live in L.A. here, you know, the chance encounters you have with right. celebrities if you could just get books out of them. Right. Like, I stared at Gina Gershon's ass at Ralph's once. You should have wrote a book about I it. I should have wrote a book about it. Yep. I'm trying to think of one of, my best, one of my best ones relating to this. 
I mean, living out here, people are like, oh, you probably see celebrities all the time. And the answer, quite frankly, is yes, I do. Probably. A, as a matter of fact, I was at um, – now, these aren't necessarily celebrities, but I was here in, uh, in Studio City at the Starbucks. And there were – in the Starbucks at about 8 in the morning were three people that I was like, oh, that's the guy from that. That's the guy from that. That's the guy from that. So I don't, I don't know if it's celebrities because if, if you're the guy from – are you a celebrity? Yeah. What about, that's the title of the book for you, Zane. That's, that's the, the guy from That's the guy from that. Dot, dot, dot. By Zane um, I was out, I think, on my 30th, uh, 30th or something, 33rd birthday, something like 33rd birthday or something. And uh, I was out at a bar, and George Clooney came in, a little tipsy. And uh, You were or he was? Both. Both of you. Okay. Him, him more. George likes to drink. He's yeah. Got, he's got his own tequila brand. Own tequila. Yeah. We talked for a while. I just, you know, I approached him, and, and I was like, hey, whatever. And, and he was. The coolest, I mean, I've heard that. the nicest guy. Yeah. A guy came up and said, hey, I'm an actress, wanted to meet you, you know, just want to say hi, but, you know, you, I love what you st- your, your work, whatever, and the guy walked away, and he's like, whoa, 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 hold on, come back here, what's your name? And the guy's like, John. He's like, so what's going on? Like, how are things going? And John's like, you know, good auditioning, da, 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 and, and George is like, well, you know, man, it took me a long time, so, so stick with it, and, you know, it'll work. I'm like, you don't have, the guy was happy just shaking your hand and walking away. Yeah. It's nice. He was a nice was very guy. Nice. Very cool guy. When I was, years ago, I was at the Sundance Film Festival, and I, I went to a screening of a movie called Leonard Cohen, I'm Not Your Man, that was produced by U2, and after the screening ended, I looked over, and The Edge was standing there. So I went up to The Edge, and I talked to him for probably two, three minutes, and now I'm thinking... Maybe I write a book about being on tour with you, too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Me that's and the right. Edge. Me and the Me Edge. Me and the Edge, a travel log. No. Because we, yeah. we actually walked out of the screening room yeah. together, so it's, there was some there travel There was distance covered? Involved. That's traveling. That's, by the way, that's movement. That's traveling. Thank you, Paul Dolman, for this idea. We can do this. Uh, drinks with it. Clooney. Drinks wow. with Clooney. But yes. The my night t- I got tanked with George Clooney. Could, it's amazing. You could go into the whole psychology of George you know, bringing that guy back. and you know, That could be three chapters. By the way, that's... The, that's the gist of the book, but I'm, I, I could probably get about 199 pages out. I think so. Jason, what do you got? You haven't been here that long in LA. I, I haven't been Have here. you had any celebrity encounters? I, I ran into Ken Marino, uh, the guest last Ken time. Marino was on yeah. the other day, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I ran into him at a bar. Um, I saw... Physically? Did you run into him? Because he's I, a big guy. I, well, I didn't actually... No, I didn't, yeah, you didn't okay, tackle okay. him or anything like that. I ran into uh, John Sally. In the parking lot here. You now, did? He, yeah, I mean, he was on our show. And then I ran into him <laughs> so in the weird. Yeah, So weird. So weird. That's the first person we've had on this show that's had to duck considerably through these doorways. Hey, Tyler, can, can you get a tape measure out and measure this doorway? And by the way, for those of you listening at home that listen regularly and mm. you're like, wait a minute, how the fuck did I miss the John Sally thing? It hasn't actually aired yet. It's airing... The next show after this oh, one is John I Sally. W- yeah. I'm probably going to run into John Sally. Probably. When I go into the parking lot next, I don't know, whatever the hell it is. It's our next show is John well, Sally. Well, see, what we're doing is we're, we're, what they call in the business, we're banking shows. We're yeah. banking a bunch of, sh- of episodes for, because uh, I'm, I'm traveling. I'm going to shoot uh, three more episodes of Chug, and you're going someplace. You're going to Mexico, Italy? I'm not sure. Okay. I've gotten over two trips. In, how, uh, how tall is it? 79 inches. All right, so that's six foot six seven. Foot seven. Yeah, so he—I mean, he—he—he's he, seven feet tall. Yeah, uh, he ducked considerably when he like if he would have just walked into that door, he would have hit his head hard. Can you imagine that? And it's—it's it's got to happen to him sometimes in his life. Yeah, I mean, he's not he, paying attention, and he walks in. Well, because we have a, a door to the studio, we have this big glass by Tyler's room, and then he has to go out that door. There's, there's a few opportunities for him to hit his head. I'm hurt. sure he does. I'm sure hurt. he does. Is uh, that your best? No. Is that your best Celebrity. drinking uh, sort of? Celebrity thing? You no, have, that, got to... that very same night, I went to a party at Sundance, and, I, and Sting was there. Right. And I actually talked to Sting for about 10 minutes, so that's probably a trilogy. Probably 10 minutes yeah, of I could hell probably for do, Sting. I guess 10 minutes of hell oh for Sting. Oh, my God, this guy talked to me for like <laughs> what seemed like an hour. No, then he wrote, If I Ever Lose My Faith in You. Oh. It's about me. <laughs> If I ever... I'm trying to think. I probably I have so many, I can't even like pull one yeah, in, I mean, that, into Jesus, my brain. I mean, how many celebrities have we met? I almost fought Guy Fieri. You did? I don't know. Who has it? <laughs> I don't know. I actually I don't know, know Guy. Here's the thing. Guy gets a bad rap. I know Guy. I like Guy. I mean, Guy's Guy, and he's, he's got That's his... That's pretty funny. Guy, a little guy, th- guy is definitely Guy. Well, he's exactly who he is on the... He's a, you know, he's got a little bit of a... Dude? I'm not going to say anything. That's right. Man. No, that's fine. He's a very, con- like, he's a very confident like, man. I like Guy a lot, but he certainly caters to a, to a very specific audience, and guys that like monster trucks and, you know... Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? He just deleted my number. <laughs> asshole. Oh, um, he's because he's a big listener of this show. Jason, you're liquor.com, but do you right. like wine? 
I, I like wine okay. It's uh, it's not something we cover on liquor.com. You don't? Uh, but no, do you we, drink we it at home? I, I do drink it at home. In I, restaurants? I partake of all the varieties of, of booze that... Do you have a favorite type? Uh, my favorite type? Yeah. Probably bourbon. But, but Wait, hold on no, a second. Was, 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 was I not paying attention? Was, yeah. <laughs> what just happened? No, we're, my we're favorite t- type of wine is bourbon. Um, <laughs> bourbon, yeah. <laughs> I like this guy. I mean, do you choose your wine? When you go into a store, do you choose wine based on – do you choose, go by price? Is price a big indicator oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for you? Because I mean, we have a new segment here on the show. Our friend Zach Selwyn, we have a new I, segment. I was going to have some wine, and now I'm going to have some Woodford Reserve. Excellent. So, right, well, good choice. You go get it. But okay. wait, I needed you to record the jingle with me. Oh, okay. For a new segment oh, oh, here. Oh, it's for a new segment. We have a new segment okay, called Wine on Our friend Zach Selwyn, comedian, former guest on the show, Zach Selwyn. We're doing a new thing called Wine on a Dime. Let me go get the guitar and we'll do a jingle. Can you sing, Jason? Can you, how's your singing? I was going to actually beatbox and have you rap. No. All right. So, we're, so, so what you're saying is we're actually doing this? We're going to do the jingle. How is my guitar still in tune? The jingle. <laughs> Probably. Lack of use? Here we go. It's the new segment's okay. called Wine on a Dime. Okay. And this is our jingle. Here we go. I'm Zane and I'm just fine Can you give me some of your time? Touch me and I'll Touch yours and you touch mine It's time for wine on a dime Wow, that's probably It's it's pretty bad Here is Wine on a Dime. Throughout the years, all sorts of descriptions have been used to distinguish wine. At some overpriced hotel restaurant, you might hear a sommelier talk about a bottle with shoots of ember, floral notes, and glasses that have meddling, oaky, springberry, thicket brush remnants. That is not what you're going to hear today on this segment. My name is Zach Selwyn, and this is Wine on a Dime. Now, I'm taking wines, and I'm tasting them. However, they're all under $10.00. Even under $5. One thing I won't do is go as low as 2 buck Chuck, which, by the way, is now $2.50 Chuck. Thanks so much, Trader Joe's, for raising the price on that. But I will pour over the vast million-dollar marketplace that is cheap wine. And today I'm starting out with the Trader Joe's 2012 La Granja Carineña Tempranillo Garnacha. All right? This is a Spanish wine. I know you've seen it at Trader Joe's. It has a zebra on it, and it's in the Spanish section. And at $4.99, it is greatly affordable. I decided to get it because, one, I wanted to get a buzz before watching Rizzoli and Isles, and two, it was five bucks. Okay, now the wine label says it's great with spicy Mexican food. Let me tell you something. No wine should ever be consumed with spicy Mexican food, okay? Drink a dose equis. Do not get this wine. I've never met a wine that goes well with the spicy carne asada enchiladas chilaquiles casserole, okay? As far as this wine, though, it's good. Very drinkable. Perhaps the best of all cheap wines Trader Joe's has. Certainly more value than the Malbec's and much superior to any of the cheap California stuff they sell. And since there's a zebra on the bottle, I looked up zebras. Turns out they have stamina. This wine does not. Drink it the first night. Second night, it gets a little syrupy. Eat it or drink it at a group of friends sort of dinner party. Also, apparently, zebras have highly acute senses. I don't know what that means. They've also been crossbred, much like this wine. Have you ever heard of the Z-donk? Half zebra, half donkey? Yeah, Z-donk-a-donk. Finally, zebras, are they black with white stripes or white with black stripes? Who cares? This is a value. $4.99, Trader Joe's, do not pass this up. Just don't decide to drink it with a plate of Yucatan tamales done enchilada style. That was great. And only next, next time $4.99 I... for that wine. $4.99 for La Granja Carina. Where can you buy Tempranilla it? Granache. Whoa, stop yelling at people. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. $4.99. Trader Joe's is good We'll stuff. put it on the site, zanedunn.com. Go there. We'll put that there. Okay. I mean, Zach seemed to really like that one. Yeah. For five bucks. Right. Have you, can you drink a five dollar bottle of wine? Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs. You know, for inspiration. Plus a free extra gift so sensual I can't even mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type Sideshow for the offer code upon checkout. 
When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use the offer code SIDESHOW, S-I-D-E-S-H-O-W, at adamandeve.com. Where did you get your tattoo? Which one? I got a couple. Yeah, where, no, where did you get it? I'm not going to ask you what they, because it's personal, yeah. but what, where did you get them done? One I got it in, in New Orleans at a place called Electric Ladyland. Were you, were you expecting to get it, or did you kind of get It was during Tales of the Cocktail. So, no. It was about eight hours into Saturday. Which one? Point to it. This one right okay, here. Okay, got uh, it. And then uh, this one I got in Venice at a place called Black Diamond. Then I have one on my here that I got in Carbondale, Colorado okay. from a crazy woman. <laughs> I'm not joking. Her name was Calamity Jane. That was her name. Okay. And that was the name of the parlor, but she also went by Calamity Jane. And if you called her Jane, she would correct you and say, no, it's Calamity Jane. Can you just call her Clam? No. Okay. <laughs> because insane. that'd be easy. But it was Can a I weird... call you Clam for short? So we kept doing it. And my cousin was with me, too, and we were drunk for that. Jason, do you have a tattoo? I do not. No. I you... got mine. Yeah, I got mine at the, uh... did you say you? Like, you don't know that if I have one? I didn't know you had one. Yeah, right here, above my uh, wiener. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's one. There's... The one on my forearm. Four, I have one on my forearm and my foreskin. Um, I got it from Electric Tattoo, Kat Von D's place. Mm. Yeah. I know her. I, de- I designed it, and then I went in and, um, well, why isn't she on the show? I don't know her personally. I know, oh, okay, I know, you of, know her. of her. Great. Yeah. That's awesome. Who, does, who doesn't? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I designed it, and then I went to just a local, I, I lived in North Hollywood at the time, and I went to a local place and said, can you do this? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I got to finish it. That guy gave me 15 minutes. And I said, do you have a book? I'm like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I've never had a tattoo. So I said, can I have a, could you have a book? And I looked at his book, and I was flipping through, and I was like, man, this guy is like, his lines aren't that good. And I'm such a perfectionist about everything I do. I, you know, design yeah. all my T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. And I spend hours and hours making, tweaking the tiniest things you'd never see. And when we're, when we're editing, it's the same thing. Like these tiny little things you'd never notice, but for me, it has to be perfect. So I was like... Like I gotta get the fuck out of here. So I, I like literally just turned and ran. I, I, really? I literally ran. Yeah, because I, I want to deal with that. I didn't want to have to be like, you know what? I'll actually, you know, because I, you know, what time is? It? I gotta be some to get the. Is it milk? I gotta go. I, I have no. Like yeah. I just, I was like, uh, bing. And then I was, and I went into uh, electric. I think it's called electric tattoo. Yeah. And I went in there because I think it's where they, it's where they shoot L.A. Ink or shot L.A. Ink. And I went in there and and said, "Who's available? This guy is. Can I see his book?" And the guy's like, perfect. "Super perfect." Chris. Was she there when you went, Cat Bond? No, she was not there. Have you seen her in real life? Is she pretty? No, I was going to ask you the same thing. Do you think she's pretty? Anybody find her attractive? I, I suppose. I'm not <laughs> Jason, <laughs> the glowing endorsement. Jason, would, would, would you hit it? Uh, he's, not, he's not married. Would you hit yeah. it? I'm engaged, so no. Ah, if you weren't engaged, <laughs> yeah. Zane, would you make him answer? Would you? Sure. All right. Would you hit it now? Yeah. All right. Here she is. Everybody. <laughs> oh, Kat Von D. My good heavens. Surprise. All right. Well, let's get this going. <laughs> hey, you know, since we're going to do the tattoo thing, you want to roll Scott Campbell. Yes. Who's our guest. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. Right. Well, see, so you're good at this. You're Thank very you. good. You're, you're you. good at teeing things up for me. So uh, I went recently to Chateau Marmont, and I met with Scott Campbell, mm-hmm. uh, who's a f- very famous tattoo uh, artist, uh, and, and he's married to Lake Bell, the actress. Mm-hmm. We love her. Uh, Scott, his tattoo parlor is called Saved, so he started a wine called Saved with winemaker Clay Brock of Wild Horse, you know, up in Paso Robles. Ah. So I went and talked to them at Chateau Marmont, and here it is. Well, you're the guest, you're number one on Happy Hour with Zane and Doug. Yeah. So I'm at uh, Chateau Marmont, famous Hollywood landmark, for the L.A. launch, the L.A. launch of Saved Wines. Now, if you don't know about Saved Wines, you're about to find out, because with me right now, the winemaker, Clay Brock, and the, uh, I guess the man behind the idea, Scott Campbell. How's it going? Thanks. Hey, hi. <laughs> hi, hi. Howdy. <laughs> so tell us about the... So, so let me just let me set this up. So, so Clay, the winemaker at Wild Horse Correct. in Paso Robles. Correct. Big, big winery. Great. Everybody here in California and across the nation loves the wines. Scott is uh, one of the most celebrated tattoo artists and artists in these United States, right? I mean, that's... Uh, I think that's one of those things that... Uh, other, I'm not allowed to say that myself, but if other people say it, I can nod. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm saying it about you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Scott, this I guess this idea was born because Saved is the name of your tattoo parlor in Brooklyn as well. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, saved. I mean, my, my shop is saved tattoo. And um, yeah, it's funny. Everybody always asks, is it is it a religious reference? But uh, saved actually just kind of came about because uh, we felt like we were saved from having to get real jobs. <laughs> um, but uh, but the wine itself kind of came about just for meeting Clay and kind of being inspired by by him as a human being. And well, how did you meet? Um, we met through, we had like mutual friends and, uh, and Lake and I were kind of driving up the coast. So we stopped by and to say hello and, and, and check out his winery and, uh, just kind of was, was taken by him as a person. And I, I figured I'm, I'm kind of taken by you right now. Clay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I have a face for radio, yeah. so this is perfect. <laughs> it could be the wine getting to me, by the way. But, uh, so you, you go up there, you're driving through Paso Robles. And when right. you say Lake, that's your wife, Lake exactly, Bell. Right. Yeah. So you guys are, were you doing a wine tour or were you just driving around no, California? It was like a point A, point B, San Francisco, LA mission. But we just kind of made a little detour to say hi to Clay. Yeah. He has a llama on his farm that my, my wife was, took a fancy to. And, uh, I don't know. I just, you know, Clay was, he's kind of such, he has like such a calm, like intelligent way of approaching whatever he does that, uh, I was literally, I was like, whatever you do, like I'm in, you know, like if you, if you want a car wash, like give me a rag, I'm washing cars with you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so into it. And, uh, and it, you know, it made sense. I mean, I, you know, his job is to kind of make sure the wine's good and protect it from anything I say. <laughs> I'm like, I you know, and, uh, you know, and my part is to, to make it look good and kind of, and, you know, kind of work, try and create like a personality, um, behind the wine that, that kind of does, does him justice. But wait, but Scott, were you a, were you a wine, uh, drinker before we, I mean, were you, would you consider yourself sort of a, I'm a, in the context of all these like wine makers, I'm smart enough not to, not to claim to like I claim naive as far as the wine world goes but but it's it's one of those things where it's like I don't I'm not good at talking about wine but like I know what I like you know if you put things in front of me I'll be like oh yeah I like this and not that you know so he was really patient and working with me on that and kind of us coming to something that we were both excited about really connected with the rosé you know Scott loves rosé the dry rosé French style totally and uh yeah, I'm all about it. People ask me as a winemaker, what wine do you like to drink? And it's always rosé first. So We have some right here, and uh, yeah. I'm going to pour myself. You good? You did yeah, some? I'm great. I'm, right. I'm, I'm going right. to pour a little I just here. like the idea of, you know, tattooed scumbags drinking. Drinking wine. Drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man. I'm say, I, it's funny because I read your, when I was reading your about you came from, like, nothing in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. yeah I came from nothing in Philly. Two Amazing. hard scrabble yeah. towns, you know, and it's like yeah. I was my brother's downstairs, and I just said to him, I go, we were joking around because he's been out here for a couple months, he's unemployed, and I said, you know what, we're at the fucking Chateau Marmont, drinking really good wine, eating really good food, hanging out with really cool people, so yeah. you know, go with that, yeah, yeah, yeah. just you know. it all works out in the end. <laughs> Have so, another drink, jump in the pool. There like, it there is. You go. <laughs> so we got the rosé here. Tell us, Clay. Tell us about this rosé. So it's a Cabernet Franc and Sangiovese with a little bit of Zinfandel just to kick it up a notch. And, now, uh, can I jump in here with the Sangiovese? Now, talk about Sangiovese's history in California because it's not, you know, uh, in terms of how that sort of... Paso is one of the places where they really started growing Sangiovese. It has a very, fairly limited history. I mean, there's not a lot of it planted, but we have a little bit on the estate vineyard there, Wild Horse. I've always loved Sangiovese Rosato or the, the dry rosé out of that grape. We vinified it, has a nice spicy character, blended it with the Cab Franc, which is like a Chinon rosé. And uh, I thought that the two of them came together really nicely. We kicked it up with a little uh, Grenache. It's a blended wine that, that came out of nothing. It's just something that Scott feels really strongly about, dry rosé, and it's one of my favorite wines to make, so we connected. And it, you couldn't pick a more perfect venue, right, by the way. Summertime, L.A., Chateau Marmont, by the pool, drinking a dry rosé. Scott, first time you had this wine, what'd you think? The first time I had this wine was actually at my wedding, so I was there was a lot racing through my mind. But um, I was really kind of like... I, like so happy with it for sure i mean you know like my my kind of creative direction for clay you know he was like he's like well, what do you like and i was like well i i don't know i was like but you know like my you know my favorite like wine moment was you know being in the south of france at hotel du cop covered in tattoos you know like and and 
them trying to kick me out because I didn't think I would, they didn't think I was supposed to be there. But like, but holding drinking like rosé the whole time, and uh, I was like, if you could somehow capture that dynamic of a tattooed scumbag getting kicked out of a fancy hotel in a rosé, that'd be great. Yeah. And uh, after that story, I knew that it had to be serious. You know? <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta be the low alcohol, crisp acidity, fruity but not too fruity. Yeah. Somehow you translated that into what you're holding, but yeah. it's 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 accurate. It worked out. Now, how many cases of this are you guys doing? A mere 450 cases of the first release. Yeah. Of just the rosé? Yes. Yeah. Now, you're also doing a red. Correct. And now, what's yeah, the, the story? Do we have any? We, have any, we got some glasses over here. Let's try yeah. the red, too. Because you know what? Nothing uh, people like listening at home more than me drinking the drinking wine. Drinking wine. Right. <laughs> Telling them about it here. I was just thinking, I was like, I was amazed. You've based a career on, like, people listening to you drink. That's yeah. awesome. It's, it's amazing. Like, yeah. I thought I had a cool job. Yours is... Amazing. My parents are proud. Mm-hmm. I gotta be honest with you. I can on, the, on the list of things my yeah, mom wanted from me, yeah. uh, it was like urinal cake salesman. <laughs> was probably above, you know, guy that drinks professionally. But hey, what are you gonna right. do? Hey. Cheers. Um, by the way. Cheers. Yeah. Salute. Cheers. So tell us about this red. So it is a proprietary blend. It's Zinfandel based. Has Carignan, Petite Syrah, Little Merlot, Malbec, and Petit Verdot. So it's, uh, again, created from nothing. It's a blend. It's a little different than the wines that I'm known for making. Uh, I use a little more restraint in most of the red wines that I produce. But I wanted this to mimic Scott's personality. So I really, with that first sniff, I wanted it to jump out of the glass. It's got a nice little pop of, of French and American oak. Beautiful fruit character. And it's a nice, big, lush wine. So... It's a lot like Scott. That was the that so was the saying, first. Are you saying it's a neurotic, obsessive, compulsive wine? Is it's that really, what you No, it's really it's really lush. Okay. <laughs> well, that was the first when I when I when I first tried it when I got here. That was the first thing that jumped out of me. I was like, this fruit is bam, boom, it's, it's the, right in your face, it's you in know. Your face, yeah. And it's you know, and that's that's the kind of wine. I mean, I think probably living in California, I've gotten so used to it, but I love it, you know. And cool. you get that knock a little bit, maybe that you know, it's not a Bordeaux style. It's not very, you know. What do you think? Do you like, are you across the board or this really the style you like to go with? No, no. I, I mean, I love it. I mean, again, I, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. I, one of my favorite sports is eating and talking about the red with clay. It was kind of one of those things where like, I wanted something that I could just like bring to dinner parties and never be outdone as far as, you know, as like what the wine I'm bringing. And, and it's, and it's awesome. Like, you know, like the, anytime I go to anyone's house or anyone's cooking, like I'll, I'll bring a bottle of the red and it's like, I always win, you know, it's, it's always great. What's the uh, retail on this, by the way? Uh, $25 on the red. 25 on the red. And what's the rosé? 15. 15. Yeah. Can't beat that. Boy, I need to set the scene here. We are in a bedroom. <laughs> ah, this is, uh, this is the first interview I've conducted with uh, two guys on a bed sitting on the edge of the bed. And I'm here, and it's right. you know, it's, in like a really tough way. Like it's, really, yeah, it's, like, you know, yeah. I mean, we're about to get freaky after this thing's over, <laughs> but you know. Um, so, what are your hopes for the? No, oh, by the way, the red. How many cases of the red have you done? Uh, Fifty-six hundred. Fifty-six hundred cases. Yeah. So, is it available nationwide? How do people get this wine? It's selected markets. Yeah, I guess it's nationwide next month. But mostly, yeah. mostly in restaurants. It's like eight, nine markets, major markets, and then just about all in restaurants. So yeah. I just draw the pictures. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. exactly. Same here. Now, Scott, you married to Lake Bell. Yeah. The movie out, fantastic. You've got a lot of celebrity friends. Is that helping in terms of the, the wines? Like, are your friends drinking these wines? I mean, because there's a lot of buzz about it. When I when it, when I went online, yeah. you know, a lot of buzz about this wine. I don't know. I mean, that's you know, like I kind of. I tattoo and I'm friends with a lot of people that I, you know, you know, see on newsstands a lot. But, it, you know, it, it's not I would hope that, you know, the, the buzz about the wine is is more about the wine and not attributed to that. Yeah, I don't know. In kind of taking this project on, it was it was one of those things because a lot of people were like, oh, so what's your target consumer? Like, what are you trying to do? And, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, I'm literally just, you know, my kind of you know, mission statement behind creating anything like tattoos or artwork or, or this wine is to create something that, that I would want, you know, like, you know, and it's literally, you know, in designing, you know, the label and packaging, it's like, what would, what do I want to see? You know, like, what would I walk into a store and be excited about, about, you know, 
finding. And uh, and so that was kind of that's kind of my my thought process through the whole thing. So describe this bottle for me. It's got like sort of an eye here in the middle. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's I, I definitely kind of obsessed over this label a lot. It's it's a lot of superstitious references and kind of little personal messages and symbols that mean things to me. Like I said, like in talking to Clay, before I met Clay, I, I kind of had this idea that winemaking was this very cold clinical process with a bunch of people in lab coats. But, you know, he kind of talked a lot about, you know, the the superstitions and kind of weirdo rituals that, you know, that agriculture kind of embraces. And and uh, he just he just made the whole thing romantic. And I and I like the idea. I just love superstition. You know, I love the idea that, you know, believing in a in a symbol or, uh, you know, a number or something like the act of believing in it gives it power and um and so the 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 whole label is basically just a lot of different symbols and phrases that i personally connect with you know it's just it's a whole story you know and it, it, the story might not be obvious when you first look at it but hopefully people will will happen upon it and kind of and see that someone genuinely put like some real heart into making this and uh even if they don't understand it you know, even if it's not obvious what the meaning behind everything is, they, you know, it's it's something to engage with and kind of like investigate all the little the little bits and messages and phrases. Well, it's beautiful, man. And hey, I want to thank you guys, Clay Brock, Scott Campbell, uh, Saved Wines. Where do you go? Saved. Do we have a uh, Twitter? Website, any of that stuff? It's SaveWines.com. SaveWines.com. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us on the show. I think the wine's delicious, and I wish you guys the best of luck. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Thank nice you. to meet you. What's the movie that she's in? In a, in a World? Have you seen in it? a World. I she play, I haven't seen it, but I heard it's phenomenal. It got a lot of buzz about it. She plays a, a female voiceover artist for the movies. In a World. In a World. You've done voiceover, right? Is as it seems. Zane and Dunn breaking the mold with liquor.com. Thank you. I'd see that movie. <laughs> I would go <laughs> see Zane and Dunn do liquor.com. It's called In a World, directed by Lake Bell with Lake Bell. That's what it says here. <laughs> Jeff Garland, Fred Melamind. She also wrote it. She, she did, yeah. It. Oh, wow. In a World, written, directed, and starring Lake Bell. With uh, Robert Cordry. Rob Cordry. Eva Longoria. Ken Marino. Is Ken Marino? Ken Marino's in it. Our buddy Ken Marino. Why didn't you ask him about it? I Dimitri Martin. Did, of course. Now I'm going into Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Tig Notaro. Tig oh, Notaro's in it. Tig Notaro's the comedian. Gina Davis. Cancer, right? I don't know what happened. She had cancer, but does she still have cancer? I guess she plays Cher. In the movie, she plays Cher. Mm-hmm. There's wow. a lot of like uh, cameos, I guess, because sure. Kevin Rock is in it. I don't know who that is, but it's like, big. Oh, Don LaFontaine, archive footage as himself. Do you know who Don LaFontaine is? In a world, Don LaFontaine. I'm going to play this so he, we can hear. He's what the he godfather like. of, of. He's the guy that did, it, and I believe he was an editor, and then was temping these in, and everyone's like, "Wow!" And he literally changed the way that voiceover was done. You know why? Because he did it without pants on. Because he did it in a world. Let's see if we can find. It's a Don. Here, this is a Don LaFontaine trailer mashup. Let's see. Let's, I want to see what this is all about. And I'm going to. In a world. In the year 2017. In a time of tradition. In a city where anything can happen. In a war that isn't his. Every day in New York City. On the Miami Police Force. In the deep south. From the sewers of Gotham. <laughs> That's awesome. And it goes on. For, with a guy. In the studio. The perfect enemy. The perfect enemy. You do a good Don. So let, let, let me hear your impersonation of Don LaFontaine. Coming home after a hard day's work. Man, it was a lot. It was hard at work today. I think I'll enjoy myself a beverage, but first I'll look it up on liquor.com. And that's him by himself. Wow. <laughs> that's phenomenal. <laughs> that's, that's just him walking in. You know what? 
I had some beans for lunch. I think I'll take a poop. <laughs> I wonder if anyone ever made him do that kind of stuff. Take off your clothes. You look fantastic. <laughs> look at the size of my wiener. What if Don LaFontaine got mad, though? Could you hear no, him? Because he always sounds no, happy. No, there's nothing. That's it. It's just like, I'm so mad at you. I could rip you from limb to limb. In a world where that kind of thing happened. <laughs> he's like, when he's excited, when he's happy. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> Don LaFontaine. And plus, what a great name, too. Not only does he oh, have that voice. Oh, oh, I just came. <laughs> like nothing. There's no ups. There's no downs. And it's always trailer voice. That's perfect. Honey, would you marry me? Marry me. No. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's the same. Like, if, if you if, watch, I'm going to say marry. You, you say no. Marry me. No. Okay. <laughs> watch. You say, you say yes. Marry me. Yes. Great. It's nothing. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Is there any movie that Don LaFontaine didn't? Would have sound, sounded weird if he had done that? No, because if you look through all these, there's like. There's uh, there's funny movies. Uh, there's a lot of obviously a lot of uh, a lot of action movies. Uh, I wonder what the last one he did. You know what? Very a lot of action movies. He did because because even if you think about it, what if he was if he did like a cartoon? It could be like Phineas and Ferb on their final adventure. It's like it could still be fun, you know. <laughs> cars two, Attack of the Cars. That makes no sense. I'm, I was trying to find out what his last movie was. It would have been great if he could have done the intro to Hitchhiking with Larry David, the movie. <laughs> okay, give, apparently there's a movie. Me. There's a movie coming out. There's right? a, it has to be. No, yeah, of course, it should be. Was this? Did we? Is this this week or last week? What? This is this week. This is now. I just he's, coming, oh. he's coming up sooner. Losing your mind, aren't you? He uh, passed away in 2008. Oh. So uh, now the thing is, is that uh, there's so many people that have adopted his style. The last things he did. Could you, you know what's crazy? The last thing he did was Phineas and Ferb. No, it wasn't. Yes. Phineas and Ferb TV series. Are Narrator. The Chronicles of Meep. And then uh, Family Guy. America's Most Wanted. He did America Fights Back. He did that from 1991 until 2008. Oh, my God. That's could you, amazing. Could you do Don, Don LaFontaine lamenting the fact that the last thing he ever did was Phineas why and Ferb? Is, why was my last movie Phineas and Ferb? I should have known I was sick. Damn. I wish it was... Star Wars. In a world where I wasn't dead, I'd go back and... Uh, so you should definitely come and watch Hitchhiking, the movie, with Larry David, <laughs> starring Paul Doman, with no appearance at all by Larry David. <laughs> all right. <laughs> by the way, here's a funny Larry David story. I was at Sushi Roku years ago. We were talking about an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you watch the show, it was the season finale of a few ep- a few seasons ago where he ends up with Vivica A. Fox and, the, and you see the Christmas card that says Merry Christmas from Larry and the Blacks. And we're laughing. We're telling we're in Sushi Roku, Santa Monica, and we've had a few drinks. And as my buddy is talking about it, Dave, he his eyes get wide and he goes, holy shit, there's LD. Larry David comes walking and he lives on that side of town. Anybody watches the show, you know, it's like, he walks in and uh, it was Apparently, just after he'd left his wife, because he was with, it was on a date or something. So we 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 wanted to send him over some sake, and we knew the bartenders. We said, "Hey, send over a bottle of the best, whatever you got, Larry." Yeah, because he would know which yeah, one was the expensive was. one. <laughs> and then, a, like about a minute later, the manager comes up and he says, uh, "You know, man, well, we can't do that. We can't send over the sake." I'm like, why? Goes, well, you know, Larry comes in a lot. He he d- doesn't want to be treated differently. Than other people, you know, what's treating differently? We, you know, we send drinks to people all the time. No, nope, I, I don't. Manager kind of goes, uh, all right, honestly, the truth is Larry doesn't want anybody to send him drinks because he doesn't want to feel obligated to go up and say thank you to them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know what? That's perfect. That's Larry David. That's and funny. that was the truth. He did not want to say thank you. So I, yeah, I, I was at to- his, uh, he does a, a Christmas Eve party every year. And uh, I was at his Christmas Eve party. A few years ago. Okay. Many How years do back. you know him? Well, I might have dated someone in his family or something. You know, whatever. I don't know. I was there. Did you? Yeah. You dated who? I don't know. It doesn't. It, I, don't, why, I don't. Why are you hiding? I don't remember the details. But 
I was I was there and I said I was sitting with him at the at the table, and we're talking about golf or something like that. Which, by the way, I guess I could have written a book about. Who was it. talking about this? Larry, me and Larry and I were talking. And who else was there? Just me and Larry. Well, it was a Christmas party, so like everyone. His ev- sister. No, no. Was his sister there? I don't know who his sister is. All right. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it's. It's every like uh, Jewish uh, actor. Was his mom there? Was there? Yes, it was his mom. You were dating Larry David's mom. Mm-hmm. All right. You, you had to to I get to Larry. Okay. And so uh, we're sitting at the kitchen table eating. And he says, aren't you going back to New York for Christmas? I said, yeah, but, you know, I'm actually leaving tonight. It was like 8 o'clock. I said, my flight's at midnight, so I'm probably going to leave here like around 10. And he goes, you should leave now. And I'm like, no, 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 my, my, my flight's not – I don't need to get there that early. He's like, no, 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 you just probably – you don't want to be, you know, you know, like running into traffic. You should go. You should go. <laughs> go right now. I'll pay for the car. I'm like, you were such an Are asshole. Are you serious, dude? Yeah. And did you leave? No, I didn't. He was oh, joking. I thought maybe you meant it. For me, I'd say, I say, yeah, yeah, you go. know me, I'm overly sensitive. Zane. I would be, I, and then I would call him later and go, Larry, why I'd be you? like, you know, how about this? I'm staying now. I'm not. No, I'm not leaving. You made me feel bad, Larry. Uh, well, let's go to the, let's go to the interview you did. They were with, supposed uh, to have me on Curb. Were they? They were, and then I, you broke up with his mom. I broke up with the person I was dating, probably his niece, and they were already talking about it because they had seen some of the stuff I'd done. And I talked to his uh, his wife, notoriously not a nice person. Yeah. And Lori, right? He left her now. He's since left her. Right. I yeah. heard that she that she cheated on him or something like that. That's what allegedly. I heard. Okay, fine. Yeah. Allegedly. allegedly. What do we? What it's? What do we? Yeah. Like Larry David's listening to this. Yeah. Lori David's at home listening to this. Yes, right exactly. I called. And I so, also heard she hates the environment. It's all front her being part of the NRDC. Well, I did bring up the fact that because I had an X five at the time, and they gave me shit about it. And I said, don't you fly private? Yeah. Like, do you know how much fuel you're spending? Why don't you fly in like a, a regular plane with everybody else? You're not no. – because think about how, how many trees they have to plant then you pull to that. make a neutral carbon footprint. Anyway, so I, she said, call me next week. And about, at that point, I had, you know, amicably – I thought amicably uh, split. And then uh, – and I said, I said, yeah, I wanted – you know, you told me to give you a call. She's like, well, not anymore. I'm like, why? She's like, you don't get that – you don't get that treatment anymore, and fucking hung up on me. It's just so funny how, wow. like, how quickly it, 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 turns. it turns. Yeah, yeah. The worm turned there. Yeah, let's go to the uh, interview you're with right. Paul Dolman. I yeah. will stop talking about it. Well, you're the guest. You're number one on Happy Hour with Zayn and Dunn. Yeah. I would have read the book. I, yeah. It sounds interesting. I've <laughs> I've had some uh, some run-ins with with Larry, and from what I read, the reviews and stuff, it sounded great. And so I was I wanted to read it last night. And this is the Cramming. 11th, the yeah. 11th hour. Yeah. And then we we couldn't find it. So um, I came in the office looking for it last night. And last night for people listening was a Sunday. I came okay. in the office. That's a, it's hard working. A hard work. So then yes, I was like, look, should I say that I I read it? Did you try the Cliff Notes? Did you go down to the uh, well the bookstore? The, so the Cliff Note version of Hitchhiking with Larry David is. I found uh, Cliff Notes to hit the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Close and enough. I read, I read that. You read that instead. And so now I want. That's what I want to talk about. Is okay. that is that the whole time? Okay. So so you in the book you you talk about how you went and you were staying with your parents after a breakup. I did in Martha's Vineyard. I did. You're not, no violins are going to play for you. Well, right I wasn't there originally. I was in Nashville, Tennessee, when the girl and I hit the skids. And, and the girl's name is the last name is Miracle. Her real last name is Miracle, oh. and I call her the Miracle in the book. She and I are still close. We have an, an ineffable connection. I'm going to break out a few college words here. Uh, yeah. You know, I brought my thesaurus with me. Wow. As you see, that's this. No. What not is the synonym for thesaurus? Thesaurus. What's the synonym? Thesauri. So you went to to Martha's Vineyard. To uh, recover. To recover from this breakup. Yes. Crash with your parents. Not a good idea. But it's free. It was. Well, look, there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? So so basically you... You know that if you go and stay with your parents, you have to deal with all the baggage that they know that you have and you know that they have yes. as opposed to a nice – like someone who, who, who didn't know them that maybe rented a room, they would just be like a nice couple. Maybe. They don't really want people around. Okay. Including me. Including their I, I say in the book they have this tiny uh, miniature dachshund named Max and he's the only carbon-based life form they feel comfortable around. Got it. Got it. And uh, I did go back, and I, 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 what I realized is I traded one form of suffering for another. It was okay. sort of you know, mythological in that yeah. sense. You for, asked for me now. where I lived, and it's yeah. out of a suitcase these last few years. Yeah. About five years ago, 
Is it a Roly or is it a Bentley? It rolls, thank God. But uh-huh. I did get it Salvation Army. It was an amazing, wow. amazing suitcase. Probably worth three, 400 bucks for like eight bucks. <laughs> yeah, and this little T-shirt's about a dollar at Salvation Army. I'm living, that's, living that's low, like a, but it's like, not a bad that's shirt, That's like a right? James Purse shirt. I have the same shirt. It's like yeah, 50 bucks. Yeah, you paid 50 <laughs> You got tired. Your wife got tired of it. She gave it to the Goodwill. Now that yeah, – I so got it for prob- a buck. It probably is my shirt. It says Zane in the back. <laughs> yeah, because I write my name and all my clothes. She does. And there's she this does. little color coordinating. See, the white goes with everything. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't I'm, know, I'm, see? I'm horrible with that. I noticed you've got the zebra shirt and the zebra pants today. I'm at, No, but look that how you match it? Look the at underwear. Match. Look, look, leopard, leopard underwear. See? No, could, yeah, I like that. It's a that's, G-string, though, Zane. That's a little, not really you. Now, obviously, the, the hook to the book is the Mr. fact David. that Larry David picked you up, and when he picked you up, he said, you tell, you right, tell yes. a story of, of, of how that first encounter. To, to, just as a sort of uh, – to, to paint the picture, how big is Martha's Vineyard? It's about 52 miles. It's a good-sized island. Oh. It's a good 50, 52 miles around? Around, and you can go like 22 miles across. It's a, it's a good size island. It's 52. So, so the, the longest is, is probably what, like 10 miles? No, you could go 21 mile stretch. Wow. Okay. And as the grace of Allah or uh, Ali or whoever or hmm. Larry, okay. I stick out my thumb. It's a beautiful day. And Larry David pulls over. And was, he, was he driving a Prius? No, and everyone asked me that. A super wagon, if I recall. He's so funny. And then I get in the car. He, and, he, and for he people does, who don't know, and, uh, he drives should, a Prius on Kirby Enthusiasm. Well, he also, he also drives one in real life out yeah. here. Now, you use a it's thumb? It's a union. You use, you use your thumb? I use the left thumb primarily. The left thumb? So, so your back is to the car? Depends. The left thumb. If I bring out the right thumb, see? Yeah. yeah you know, there's all these techniques. Okay. To go, to tell me. I took a course in, high, in, in college. It was an elective called hitchhiking. That's not true. Well. Was it? You don't know where I went to school. Oh, okay. Well. Fine. <laughs> was, it, was it in Vermont? <laughs> was it in Colorado? Was it, was it No, was it was in Berkeley? Santa Monica. Santa Monica. They did not teach that. At SMCC, they probably did, actually. See, there yeah. you go. Yeah, okay. See, fair, fair enough. I don't want to, and we got a little plug-in for them. Yes. For <laughs> no. God's sakes, let's get back to the book you never read. Larry David pulls over, picks you up. Gets in the car, doesn't move, and is leaning back. Larry David is leaning yeah, back. Yeah, he's leaning like this. Okay. So I said, um, you know, what? <laughs> and he... That sounds a little aggressive. Well... Were you smiling? I was smiling. Okay, you're like, what's what? And so he said... Um, did you recognize him? I did, even though I've never seen his shows before. Okay. I'm not a TV guy. And he said to me, he goes, you're not one of those serial killers or something, are you? Which I think is an honest question. Yeah. Now, but timing is everything. You know, you don't want to ask the serial killer if he's a serial killer once he's in the car and close no, proximity. It's like, it's like a cop. If you ask, they have to tell you the truth. Excellent. Yeah. You're right. And serial killers do have a code of honor yeah, from what a, I understand. There's a code of honor, yeah. The code of honor amongst – and hitchhikers have a code of honor. That's why we couldn't lie about the book today. Okay. Okay. And so I thought about it and it was this gorgeous day. So I said to Larry, you know, it's summer. It's the vineyard. Even if I am, I'm on vacation. I'm not working. Yeah. And he liked that. And so he drove you how far? He drove me all the way to the far end of the island, which is Aquina. It's an Indian territory. Gorgeous beaches. And what were you Nude doing? Nude beaches. I was on my way to the nude beach. Swim naked with – not seals or sharks, hopefully. Okay. But uh, to be one with nature and life and all that good stuff. And mm-hmm. I was supposed to meet some friends out there who didn't show. And so Larry said, all oh, that way? And then he said, oh, what the hell? Get in. And we start this winding, wonderful trip on a gorgeous day in Martha's Vineyard. And what blew me away, we, he was incredibly open, honest. Yeah. And anything I asked him, he was incredibly transparent and authentic about. Yeah. Now – at one point, very early on, he says to me, you know, I've never picked up a hitchhiker ever in my life. And I'm like, no. And he gave me all the reasons why that makes I can, sense. Yeah, that, that you don't need to list them. I get it. Yeah. And they probably never will again after this book. So he put – I asked him. I said the obvious question. I said, well, why did you pick me up? And he thought for a, a little too long. And I thought maybe he's going to pull over. And <laughs> get and, out. You know, that's a good question. Why don't you get out? And, but he put his hand on his heart and said, I just felt like I was supposed to. Ooh, How aha. long ago was this? Three years ago. Okay. But he felt it. And so he listened. And just think, if he hadn't picked me up, there would be no book. I wouldn't be uh, out here in the San Fernando. Wait a minute. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be out here in the San Fernando Valley in a yeah. 100-degree day. Yeah. So maybe this isn't a good thing. But anyway, <laughs> let's back to the book. So he And he said that. And then I asked him all kinds of questions like, does money bring you happiness? Or do you believe in the higher reality? Or What was the answer to the first question? He said, money won't make you happy, but money will make you happier. Which is deep. And what's fame like? 
How did he make it? Well, he was, and we had this incredible conversation. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not taking notes, thinking, "Oh, I'll write a book." Right, right, right. And I'll end of up course, on, yeah, of course. And I'll not. end up on the, in in some godforsaken place in the valley on a radio show. No, you wouldn't. Want no, to I wouldn't that. have. I wouldn't have had the capacity to yeah. imagine such suffering. So, what happened instead was I was just present and I was listening, and we had this great talk. And then he took me to the end, and we talked some more. And I said, "Hey, why don't we go to lunch sometime and finish?" And you know, this is great. And he said, "No." Hell no, get out of the car. Really? Yeah. But he was laughing about it, but he meant it. So I got out of the car. <laughs> That's amazing. I so that. I got the hell out of the car. No, he was nice. And, and, and super big shout out to Larry David because he's been great. And even more important, his lawyers have been great. And Allowing you to use his name. Yeah, he, he, yeah. And not only that, he endorsed the book. I sent it to him and unbelievably, unbelievable. I mean, it blew my mind. He actually read it. He said he did, maybe yeah. like you though. But he um, <laughs> he wrote back. He said, "Oh my God, this is terrific and great." And and this was the killer line. He said, "If I'd only known, I would have been wittier." That's funny. That's a great line. Yeah. So I said, "Oh my God, can I use that last line on the back of the book?" Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, do whatever you want." And subsequently, I have been able to. We ran into each other in the vineyard a bunch of times. We had lunch. He even said, "You want to get some pictures?" He's been he's been wonderful. So how many rides did he give you? He only gave me one ride. Ah. but there are many encounters, Grasshopper, I see. in the book, okay. which you might read now. Hopefully, yes. I'll, if Josh, I'll, I'll read the book if, if Josh want. gives it back. When Josh brings the book back, Josh. I will read it. And I'm, I'm I'm still glancing around. Thinking yeah, I mean, should you fire Josh? I mean, or he probably just I don't is know. He an intern? I, I, I don't know that he actually that he doesn't work. Okay. You know what I mean? He just so, comes around and takes he things. Just comes around. All right, he works for books. He takes things. Yeah. So. Anyway, so that happened, and then the summer was amazing, and I learned all these lessons, and it turned into a book. And then the book turned into a magic carpet ride, in all seriousness. So it's, it's a magic carpet ride, and, and really, I think the – I don't know. I want to say the moral of the book. Go. Uh, no, go. I don't think it has a moral. Well. But on the cover, it said, just stay open because you never know when magic will happen. Yeah. If and you had um, read the book, like what kind of questions would you ask? <laughs> you know that part where yeah, hypothetically. You, I know how these work, right? If you have okay. these celebrity like moments, right. like you did on that on that drive, yes. Then you're you're walking away, pulling your pants off cuz you're at a nude beach. Yes. And and do you put SPF on your your wiener and stuff? Or? I had that day I didn't. I think I didn't. But so that's a good idea. You burned your willy. Because you can imagine if... If you burnt that, it'd be that toast. Would, yeah. yeah. So as you're walking away, taking your pants off, you're, you're, you're probably running this, you're in this encounter through your head. Like, you're, like it's not like... It's, it's not, just another day in my life. It is, I mean, it is, another, you know, it is, another, I mean, it is another day, but you, you just you, you think about it. Like when you go watch a good movie, I you're did. driving home and you're thinking about it. I like that. Cool. I call them in the book uh, Famous Life Forms. And out here... There's, to me, this there, is like, there's too many of there's them. Too many. But do you remember? When, did you ever go to Dis- I went to Disney World because oh. I grew up in Florida. Yes, I've been. There. And you'd wander around, and then there'd be Minnie Mouse or Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. or Goofy, right? And you'd get a charge because being would be in yeah. a costume is a little yeah. more special. I feel like LA sort of like that, where you go somewhere, and then you know, then there they are, whoever they are. Thing. I went to a Christmas party. You with, got a with, Larry with, story with Larry. Where? Uh, where? Where? At his house. Okay. And Palisades in the Palisades. Okay. Yes, I think there's been a divorce since then, so I don't know. Oh, so they, Lori was there. Yes, sweet soul. She's she's so lovely. Soft presence. Soft presence. Uh, Soft spoken. Want you just want to hug her? Kind of Midwestern girl next door. Yeah, yeah. Really nice, <laughs> quiet. <laughs> Exactly. That's right. I like soft spoken and doesn't try to control Larry at all. Anyway, not so, at all. So, Mine so we, sort of like places in the heart, something like yes, one of exactly. those movies. So we, uh, so <laughs> house I, I on was the there, Palisades. and he, um, <laughs> uh, it was, it was a, it was like, it was like nine o'clock, and it was a Christmas party. So he has a Christmas Eve party, even though okay. he's Jewish, has a Christmas party yes. uh, every year. So it's Christmas Eve, and I was getting on a plane to go back east, and so it was about ten, and and I and I was talking to him. I'm like, well. I got. I, I actually my my car is going to be here in my cab because I'm heading to the airport because mm-hmm. I got to head back. And he says, "Well, what time?" I said, "Like like a half an hour because I'm going back to the East Coast for Christmas." He's like, "Oh, you should go now." I'm like, "No, no, it's not my, you know, my car. <laughs> no, but you should go outside. Just go outside. Make sure that you know the cab doesn't have to wait. You should just go." I go love now. that. It's funny. He's trying like, to run. Why were you there? Why we, Why did you get invited? Uh, a friend. A friend of. It just. Through a friend. Come on, you don't want to tell no, something. No, tell who is no, it? No, just through a friend. That's it. All right, you don't want to go there. Wait a minute. Have, That's not fair. No, that was no, the most is, interesting part. We of- have two. We have two, two challenges for you today. All right, here we go. All right, question number one. Uh, so, crappy do, shirt. Do you no, want? Th- this is amazing. 
What's that? All right, so <laughs> one of and what is with the Omen music in the background? There is that like something just, from just, Omen it's just, Seven? It's just to scare you. So I was we kind now, of like Exorcist type of thing. Your End questions are about Martha's Vineyard. Go ahead. Here we go. All right. Cue question the Omen no, music. Question number one. One. The island of Martha's Vineyard is how long and how wide? It's about foo. Well, it varies. It's not a symmetrical thing. It's fifty-two miles around. It's about twenty-one miles long at its longest point. And I think at its widest section, it's about 11 miles. Geography. I'm going 20 by 5. I'm going to give it to you. Okay, go yeah, ahead. Good job. The cost of living on Martha's Vineyard is what percentage higher than the rest of the U.S.? Do I have multiple choice? No. I'd say 25%. 60. 60%. The, the, just the cost of living, like, for example, a burger or milk averages about 60% more. Real estate prices are 95% higher than the rest of the U.S.? Yeah, that I would say. 95? 5%. How much, how much is like a regular house? Just a small t- two-bedroom? Oh, insane. Like millions. But that, ex- that 5%, you know, it's 95%. That 5% is where I live. No, but this is, no, but this is 95% higher. You like that. Oh, so double. Yeah. I was thinking 95 times. Okay. I'm no, no, no. Great. You're what famous movie challenged. directed by Steven Spielberg was filmed there? Gee, would that be Jaws? Nice job. What is the name of the local good luck whaling family? Also, the name of a town there. Oh, would that be Vincent? What are you doing, or Lucy Tyler? Vincent? Stop giving him hand signals, Tyler! It what? was said during your interview. Okay. Yeah, Lucy. Which uh, one? Aquina. Aquina. Yeah. yeah. That's a whaling family? That's not, I thought you said that no, was that's Indian. that's an Indian right? name, actually. Nice. No, but it's, they're famous for if you had one of them on your boat, you would have good luck. The Wampanoag Indians. Wonderful, yes. No, that's, uh, this yeah. is great. It, Tyler cuts and pastes these from the internet. To what animal does a monument stand in State Forest just off West Tisbury, Edgartown Road? What what kind of animal is, in, is, is, is monumentalized there? That would be the East Asian mongoose. It is the heath hen, an eastern prairie chicken. You're doing very. They're good. actually good eating. You're doing very well. Are there? Do they have those there. Yeah. Who was the first man to sail solo around the world? A former West Tisbury resident. Oh, that's Magellan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. It's a three-headed love story, maybe even four. Wow. One, it's a love story with a girl. You know that pe- uh, snakes have two heads on their penis. I didn't know snakes had a penis. Yeah, they have two of them. I used to sell shoes to snakes. Nothing happened. Hmm. Get Paul's book, Hitchhiking with like Larry that. David. Get it where? What's the best place to get that? Oh, you can get it at what's any... The, what's the website? Hitchhikingwithlarrydavid.com. So, Come to Martha's Vineyard. And hang, ha- out, hang out. Get pizza. Life's amazing. Even if you end up in the valley. Paul, St. Polly's Girl Dolman, also known as Paul. Paul Dolman. Yeah, just call me Paul. Polly. Whatever. We're family now. Thank you. Cheers. All right, bye. The book is Hitchhiking with Larry David, as we mentioned. Go and uh, pick up a copy of it. I think you can get it on ebooks. An yeah. ebook. I have, have the hard copy here signed by Paul Doman, although I'd like it to be signed by Larry David. But I apparently, I don't get those favors anymore. He's disavowed that. <laughs> Maybe I would there. Tippity tap, 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 tap. Are you actually typing something or making it sound like you're typing? I'm, I'm registering websites. Oh, Rapidly. where? GoDaddy.com. I'm going to do it right now as well. Yeah. You can go to GoDaddy.com right now and register a domain name for... This is. I mean, I'm getting a little crazy right now because this is a crazy deal. How low can you go? I don't understand. You can't really go lower than this. You can't. Because right. the credit card fees would be, would be in the negative. Yeah. $1.99. Less than $2 to register a domain name. I'm going to go and start registering sure. like crazy. I'm going to go register five for less than 10 bucks right now. By the way, the code is happy. H-A-P-P-Y as in happy hour with Zane and Dunn. I do have a quiz because Jason Horn from Liquor.com is still sitting here. Yes. He and he bested. He is. Oh, he is. He be- yes, right there. He bested you last week. He did. He did. Who won you- on the Star Trek Nerd Quest? quiz I, I think nobody won. nobody no won. because it was it was it was a tyler quiz it so was it was you know the most the most arcane weird. the most arcane shit you can come up with they come to yeah what is the main ingredient of the liqueur creme de cassis liquor.com yes is there crap blackberries dan liquor i hardly even know yes cassis that is correct which is translated into black currant. That's a point for black Dan. Right. <laughs> like, I think that's, that's kind he's of like, cheap. this is kind of bullshit. Yeah, little... it, it, it is bullshit, but don't worry about it. <laughs> what is the main ingredient of the liqueur Cointreau? 
liquor I hardly know. That would be Dan? The main ingredient? Oranges. That's correct. Besides water, what is the... Water? Really? That's so stupid. Whoever made this... This is dumb. Besides water, what is the main ingredient of the liqueur Malibu? Liquor. Um, <laughs> Liquor.com. I mean, it's, it's either coconut or rum. Right, exactly. So here's besides the deal. Besides water. Here's the deal. Besides water, people need to understand that there's proof. Like, liquor comes off the still at proof. Yeah. It's about 96 percent, you know, 94, 97, 93, whatever, right around there. And then what they do with it, all of it, because they have to, is they cut it with water. Yeah. N- you know, distilled water, whatever, like the best water, spring water, whatever it is. And then they bring it down, like with a lot of, most vodkas are at about 40%, 80 proof. Yeah. So they literally cut it in half. So most, so everything has, I guess, the second water ingredient is in water. Okay. Yeah. So, but you were, you were correct. What is the main ingredient of tea? Why did they say water in this one? Of Tia Maria. <laughs> Liquor.com. Yeah. Coffee. Technically, <laughs> I mean, the way that we're going, you're right, but it wouldn't be, wouldn't it be rum? Water. Yeah, it's used by me. It's, well, yeah, water. Water. Then rum. Then all, <laughs> the answer to all of these is water. <laughs> what is the main ingredient of cachaça? Liquor.com. Yes. Well, I mean, it's Brazilian rum. Yeah. Yeah, well, so what's the main ingredient? Uh, oh sugar, right, right, right. I mean, yeah, sugar. Right, sugar, you're right. Sugar, so technically, sugar, rum. Molasses, should, yeah, sugar cane. Yeah. yeah, it says sugar cane, but it, I guess it could have been. Okay. Probably the answer should have been cachaça. Technically, <laughs> what it, or water? What is the main ingredient of the liqueur amaretto? Liquor.com. Yes, almonds. Almonds or water. <laughs> Almond or ap- apricot? Apricot pits. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, isn't it actually made with apricot pits, or is it made with both? Well, they're, yeah, they're from the same. Like, almonds and apricots are really closely related. Yeah. So the pits taste like almonds. Interesting. Yeah. That's the what is the main ingredient of liqueur? Quish. Quish. Q-U-E-T-S-C-H. Quish. Cur- I know this. Okay. It's plum. Damn it. Okay. What we it? talked about this in a recent show. Really? I've never we heard did. of that one. I'm ashamed to admit I've never heard of this stuff. What is the main ingredient of the liqueur Midori? <laughs> liquor, liquor, yeah. I know. Melon? It's melon, but it's probably sugar. Yeah. And water. What's yeah. the main, it should be, what's the main flavor? It's not the right. main ingredient. There's probably no friggin' melon in Midori. What is the main flavor ingredient? I'm doing yeah. that for you. Of Sambuca. But, uh, li- liquor, yes. Uh, anise? Anise, yes. Anise, 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 anise. What is the main flavor ingredient of Mar- Liquor, I hardly know. Mar- yeah. Water. <laughs> <laughs> Maraschino. That's to you, Jason. Oh. Cherries. Jason, what were you doing? Were you not playing right there? I, I feel like you were absent. He jumped the gun on me. He was He was good. He was good. Why don't you see if you can throw it back on him? Okay, this is for people at home. Play along with this quiz. To be a scotch, whiskey must, of course, be made in Scotland, which is also a requirement. Uh, must not be blended. Must be 180 proof. Must be made from corn or barley. Must be aged for three years and a day. Which is also one? Oh, this is a stupid question. Corner barley. I guess it's, it's corner it's, barley, yeah. No, it's the other one. It's three years in a day. No, it's... No, it's... Yeah, you're right. I was reading the other one. You're right. Corner barley is... Well done. Yeah. What American spirit is made from aging corn whiskey in charred... Yes. <laughs> Liquor, I hardly know her. Yeah, sure. Bourbon? That would be correct. Come on. Proof is the standard to judge alcoholic content in a spirit. For example, 100 proof would be how much of a percentage? Yeah. 50. What yeah, is this? Like, is this, for, like, is this the quiz for uh, dummies? Tequila, tequila is made. Yeah, liquor.com. MTV, yeah. a shot of love with tequila, tequila. Fine. Yeah. It's made in Jalisco. This spirit is made from many ingredients, but usually potatoes. Liquor.com? Yeah. Or liquor, I already know her. Yeah, sure. Vodka? Sure. The Japanese spirit sochu is actually a distilled form of what other drink? Liquor, I hardly even know. Yeah, sure. Sake. That would be correct. Beef eater in Bombay. Liquor, are, I hardly even know. Uh, gin. Wow. Now, he's not necessarily smarter. He may be just faster. No, it might be that the, this is the simplest quiz of all time. I know, but if it's simple for him, too. Yeah. You guys could be, you gotta be I gotta, more aggressive. I pull the trigger, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's uh, actually right. writing a Liquor.com article, though, while we speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. In his that's, that's how much stuff is on that site. He's, he can't even take a break to do this. This drink, <laughs> popular in France in the 19th century, was legendary for its potent Liquor. strength. Com. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Single malt scotch, by definition, is of superior quality to 
Blended scotch. True or false? False. False. By the way, how about this? Is somebody, is Dan, it, is Dan, anyone to ring in? How about this quiz? Dan needs to get the hell out of here. True or false? Last question. This spirit is made from distilling wine, then aging in new oak barrels. During the aging process... Liquor, liquor.com. Yeah, sure. Cherry. Brandy. And cherry. The same thing. Same thing. Thank you. Thank you. Well, geez, that was great. Let's thank All Scott right. Campbell, Saved Wines. <laughs> Go ahead and get Saved Wines. We want to thank Paul Dolman. Pick up Hitchhiking with Larry, David, Jason Horn, Liquor.com. Spend all your days Check and nights on Liquor.com. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we're there, too, all the time. Yeah. And, and if you run into Larry David, no matter what your, you know, your, the run-in Better get a book up, out of it. Just yeah. write a book. Even if you pass him in a car, it could be like passing in cars with Larry David. With Larry David. Next show, John Sally, by the way. With Larry David. With Larry David. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. My friends still rave about the Prosecco I brought last year. Let me help make your Friendsgiving unforgettable. Bordeaux is one of the world's most popular red blends, made from Cabernet, Cab Franc, and Merlot. It also makes the perfect gift for your picky boss. Having turkey and all the fixings? I suggest an easy-drinking Pinot Noir. For white drinkers, try an unoaked Chardonnay. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! Don't miss Old Navy's Saturday Steal. This Saturday only get 50% off all jeans plus graphic tees. Just 5 bucks for adults, 4 bucks for kids, and women's cozy gripper socks for just 3 bucks. Saturday only at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1116. Jeans excludes in-store clearance. Select style tees and socks.